Hi, this is Max Brooks, the writer of World War Z and the upcoming book Devolution, and you are listening to Without Your Head. station of decapitation without your head and i'm nasty neil that would make me terrible troy i'm treacherous trista yes and we're joined by she's from the modern day i think this is an overused term a modern day horror classic but i think it's very fitting here of hereditary we have millie shapiro with us it's very good to have you here thanks so much for having me i'm happy to be here yeah our first show for october Oh yeah, excellent. Do you have anything cool planned for Halloween? Um, I think me and a few friends are going to try to rent an Airbnb and just hang out and watch a bunch of spooky movies and have a fun Halloween. That sounds like a good time. I do it. So, so were you into uh, horror movies before the movie, before Hereditary? I have an interesting relationship with horror. My love of horror fluctuates, which I think is a very odd thing. When I was a kid growing up, I absolutely hated horror. But as I started getting older, I started to have like a huge fascination with it. And then right before Hereditary is when I was really, really into horror. And now I'm still into it. But now I live in a dorm by myself. So I've watched a lot less horror movies. Cause it's a lot creepier when you're just sitting in your room by yourself late at night. Right. Yeah. And it is fun to watch them with people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Plus, like you said, uh, they're, they're there for protections. Safety in numbers, Dale. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, was there any, any movies that you watched specifically uh, when you were going to do Hereditary to, like, either get into the role or to the movie? 
Um, I don't know if there's anything specific. I always have a hard time remembering. I definitely, I watched all of Ari's shorts, though, um, right before I auditioned, and they're all very weird and very good. Um, I always recommend watching them if you haven't. They're very I interesting. you haven't. Yeah. Um, strange Thing About the Johnsons is one. It's very weird. Um, it's a good film, though. Very cool. So how did it, how did it come about that, you know, what interested you in the role? Um, I feel like the thing that interested that interested me in the role was probably just because it was a horror film and I had never auditioned for horror before. So I was really looking forward to doing that. And um, they sent the script with the audition. So I actually got to read it. And I think it was one of the best scripts that I have ever read in my entire life. You could just see every moment so perfectly laid out and I immediately knew that I like had to get that role. I was like, I need to get in this movie. I will do anything to make it happen. And very luckily I did. So I was very lucky in that aspect. Do you remember what scene it was that you, in the audition? Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm, oh God, oh God. Um, I don't think I can remember. It was a while ago. Um, I think it was the beginning scene. Um, where um, she's in the treehouse and the dad comes up. I don't know if it, the or the mom, yeah. I don't think the scene that was for the audition ended up making it in the final cut. So I, I can't really right. show you guys what the scene was. Yeah. Uh, how, for Charlie yourself, like, how much of the finished product, like, how much of that is was in the script? Like, did the character change, like, as you were filming it? Um, I don't think the character really changed. Um, the characters were really, really well developed. So a lot of the things that you see in the film, most of them, I would say like 99% are scripted. And even with the clicks for Charlie, that was in the script. So it was a very well thought out film. I think Ari had worked on it for like five years before we even started filming or something. Yeah. Well, something like that though, the, the mouth click, like, you know, if someone does it for you, you understand, but if you read it in the script, like, uh, what does that read like, I guess? Um, it's an interesting thing to kind of read. Um, I feel like my, me and Ari, we actually spent like a 30 minute meeting just like figuring out what that specific sound was going to be because it needed to be something memorable. It needed to be something unique enough that you know what it is, but it also needed to feel very natural and so we spent a long time just trying to translate that from the script to being like a real thing. And then we finally figured it out. Yeah. Is, I mean, something, do people do that to you? Like uh, when they meet you, do they do the mouth? Um, uh, not too, too yeah. often. Some people have done it. Sometimes my friends will do it just to like pester me as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, <to be> annoying. <laughs> but not too many people. Yeah. I was going to do, I was going to do it to open the show, but. Go ahead. If you ever feel the need to, <laughs> do it. I don't know if I did it right, but <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we can have a contest. We can do the best, uh, the click. Did, did you actually have a name for it, like on set? Um, I think we just called it the click. Um, it was very funny, though, because occasionally we would do pickups on set. So I would just be standing, like, 
in like a room with no one else but the sound guy and we would just like they're like all right just keep clicking we just want to get as many <laughs> options as we can. and then for like a solid minute or something you're just seeing the same sound in different ways over and over again which is always a pretty awkward thing just be standing there but it, it was kind of funny probably yeah so that uh, hereditary was your first feature right yeah, Hereditary was the first film that I had ever done, so it was very exciting. Mm -hmm. How was that to go from? Because if people don't know, you do a lot of uh, you did uh, theater work. So how how different is that uh, theater acting uh, for screen acting compared um, to? Screen I would acting? say it's very different with theater. Everyone like your audience is very very far away, so you have to be a lot bigger and. I was in musical theater too, especially. So that's very, very different from film. So it was a bit of a hard transition, but everyone was like very welcoming and stuff. So um, they made sure that I felt like prepared and knew what I was doing. And it was a very exciting experience. I always love doing things that I don't know how to do. I feel like it's a fun risk that I can take. Mm -hmm. You think we'll ever see a hereditary, the musical? I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it'd be very interesting. I don't quite know how that would be um, portrayed, but I'm always down. So <laughs> Yeah. Over the last few years, they have put out some weird musicals, like Reanimator the Musical, and uh, I went to see uh, uh, Sounds of Lamb musical, so you never know, I guess. Yeah. Hereditary the Musical, next big thing. Right, next <laughs> Halloween. Someone needs to get to work on it, yeah. And they need a they need the one of the songs needs to be all done with clicks mouth. Clicks. Yes, I I agree. I definitely agree on that part. Just like a three minute like ballad of just clicks. <laughs> exactly, right. Uh, Tristan, do you have a question? So your sister's an actress too, and you guys uh, perform and collaborate as the Shapiro sisters. I'm I'm wondering if you could talk about that relationship and that act. Um, yeah, so um, right after I did Matilda, which was my first like big job, me and my sister, we did a series of cabarets together. Um, we'd always wanted to work together. We, so we just, <laughs> I guess we decided to do it. Um, I love my sister. We get along probably very well. I don't know how well other siblings get along, but we get along very well. And so I love performing with her. She's a very talented actress and singer. And so it's always very fun to perform with her. So uh, when you first met Ari, what was uh, what were like your initial thoughts of him? Um, he's a very nice person. I think that was my first thought. Um, was that he was like a very shy and nice person, which you wouldn't really expect from reading the script. Um, I feel like there's so many people that are in horror that are just like the nicest people you'll ever meet. I don't know why, but that, that's yeah. generally how it goes. Um, and yeah, I remember like after I met him, we had like a director's like audition. And so I he gave me notes and I did the scenes and we like worked together on it. And then right before I left, I like just had to tell him how much I loved the script. And I had read it like three or four times. And he was, I felt like he was very surprised by that. I was like, I loved the script, man. I read it like five times already. Um, so yeah, he's just a very nice dude. Uh, what was he like? You know, one thing, you know, meeting him before you start to, uh, to make the movie, what was he like as a director? He's a very great director. He's very great to work with. Um, He's very nice. Um, he gives direction in a way that's like very easy to understand. So you can always kind of understand what he's going for, which I am always appreciative 
of as an actor and he has a very clear vision in his mind of what he wants to do so um everyone's kind of working together to bring that vision um to life and it's he always tells you exactly what he wants and i always love that because then you know what you're doing right now were you uh did you get a chance to be around alex a wolf a lot before because it seems very natural like uh the siblings uh the siblings yeah uh, before we filmed, we actually did a lot of, like, outings where we would have, like, goals we would have to complete. So it would be things like, you two have to, in character, go get lunch together or Ooh. go out and buy a hoodie and stuff like that. So um, we had a lot of time to kind of explore that sibling relationship in character. And a fun fact, me and Alex actually went to the same school, so we had already kind of known each other oh, beforehand. Wow. But he was in the high school very, very popular, and I was very unpopular in the middle school. So we didn't cross paths too, too often, but we knew of each other. Interesting. Because I think if, uh, it feels like, obviously, he, he loves your, you know, the characters love each other, but also he's kind of annoyed at the same time, which to mm -hmm. me, it seems very, you know, realistic. Yeah. I feel like with any sibling relationship, there's always going to be some tension. You're just around each other so often, and you have been forever. But that's why you can act not always, like, perfect around your sibling, because you know they know you and that they love you. So, siblings, it's an interesting time. Yeah. Well, Troy here is my brother, and I know from experience he's always very annoyed with me. So. <laughs> that's what, that's untrue. Completely untrue. <laughs> I think because we have a big age gap, I That's think, true. you know, a nine-year gap. Yeah, Troy's much, much older. Works well. <laughs> yep. Ancient, in fact. Uh, Tristan, do you have another question? I'm wondering if you have any allergies in real life. I actually do. I'm allergic to cats, to dogs, um, to eggs, and then I'm deathly allergic to red ants. So I actually have had an anaphylactic allergic reaction before. Don't recommend. It's not a time, uh, but it was. Cross it off my list of to do. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't recommend, um, but it was kind of funny for me because I had had that type of allergic reaction before, so it was interesting auditioning for a character. Um, and I think everyone on set thought it was kind of funny that I I was like, yeah, I've been there, done that. You know, we all lived through it once, um, so I just kind of think it's funny. Well, I assume that would help with uh, for that scene. Yeah, I feel like it definitely helped because I had a bit more of an understanding of what that situation is like, having gone through it. But it was my favorite scene to film. It was very challenging, and um, I really enjoyed doing it. Uh, again, about you and Alex, like I was wondering, like at after you're done with the movie, did you do you have more of an appreciation of like that time together for, for the role? Like, I would think maybe when you're doing that, you don't know how, how much it's going to help you while you're doing it until, like, after it's done. Yeah, I definitely think it was the right decision. I definitely think it made everything a lot easier when we were filming to have that kind of, like, relationship already set. So we already kind of knew what the dynamic was going in. And definitely afterwards, and especially looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, that was a very good idea. <laughs> so I'm definitely glad that we did that. Yeah. Was that the hoodie that you guys went out and bought? That you were no, in the no, I wish it was. That would have been very interesting, but it yeah. was not. Yeah, it seemed a little more lived in than, than a new hoodie, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they actually distressed it a lot because um, when I did the audition and the screen test, 
kind of thing, I was picking at my sleeves, and so they decided to add it as like a thing oh, to the character. So they distressed the edge of the sweater. So yeah. an interesting tidbit right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, uh, the characters do seem very real anyway. Like you said, like the, it's not like a brand new sweater. It's a sweatshirt. It's kind of worn. And I also noticed you and Alex a lot in the movie are, are kind of sweaty. Like it looks, yeah, which you yeah. don't always see in movies. Yeah, there were times where I would be on set and Ari would say stuff like, Millie looks too good right now. Like, what did you do? And the makeup people would be like, sorry, mate. And then they would like do stuff. You know, it's a horror movie. Not everyone's going to look their best because that's not realistic. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Do you still keep in touch with Alex? Um, Not too, too much. Whenever we see each other, it's like, oh my God, how are you? But everyone's so, so busy. So it's hard to kind of, keep tr- in touch with everyone and keep track of everyone. Uh, did you get a chance to uh, do anything similar with, with, with Tori Collette? Um, I actually didn't. Um, we didn't, we did, I think one kind of not outing, but we all, me, Tony and Alex, we all had a um, read through of the script um, before we started filming where we kind of just like, went through all the motions and read everything together and met each other. But Tony's great. She's a wonderful actress. I was so, so happy to work with her. What, what did you, you know, it's obviously when you're on set, uh, you know, you're in a movie stuff, but when you see the finished movie after you just get the score and set it together, you know, what did you think of the film? Um, I think it's an amazing film. I always think it's weird watching yourself. The best way I can describe it is it's like watching a puppet of your body do things because it's you, but it's not quite you. So it's always weird. And watching a film with you in it, I always say is a very odd experience, but it's a wonderful film. And I'm so grateful to have been a part of it. Did you watch it with an audience? Yeah, the first time I saw it was the first showing at Sundance. The only thing I'd seen before hand was the decapitation allergic reaction sequence because I had to do ADR because I wanted to get more breathing and so I saw it beforehand but I hadn't seen any of the other bits of the film so the first time I ever saw it all together was at Sundance with a huge audience which is always a very exciting thing to do we are on the station of decapitation so uh what was what was that like to watch yourself be decapitated it's one of the most uh, memorable decapitations i think in in films yeah i say it was very weird watching myself be decapitated i think it's very cool you get to like see yourself die without actually having to die so <laughs> right. um, yeah. kind of nice in that aspect yeah, I, I assume i don't know i've never been decapitated but if you are i'm not sure if you get to see it yeah, I'm not sure if you get to see it. So you get to kind of see, like, if I was ever to be decapitated, it might kind of look like this. Sure. So um, it's just, like, warming me up for when I eventually get decapitated. Just, like, seeing <laughs> right. what it's going to be like. Hopefully it's a long, long time from now. Yeah. <laughs> or possibly never. I guess it's probably the best. You never know. You never know when you're going to get decapitated. It's always a surprise. You said the, the also allergic to fire ants, and I don't know if they're fire ants, but you, your decapitated head is a, a spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody up there. But it's covered in uh, ants after uh, the next day. Yeah. I don't know if that was that just a coincidence? I think, it, yeah, it was just a coincidence. Yeah, there's a lot of always with that sort of thing, there's always a bunch of fun coincidences that kind of happen. My friends always tease me about it. Um, I just think it's kind of funny. Did you uh, did you watch it with? Have your parents seen the movie? 
Yeah, my parents have seen it. My mom saw it with me the first time I saw it. Um, Ari actually showed her the decapitation sequence before. Um, right. he, um, assume, yeah, it might be a little strange, like, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, your parents might want to see that beforehand. Um, my friends, when they saw it, I always love watching it with people for the first time when I know them because I think it's always very entertaining. Um, one of my friends was just laughing the whole time. She thought it was really funny that I was in a movie. Um, we've known each other for way too long. Um, and then my other friend who absolutely hates horror was like sitting practically in my lap because she was like, I'm going to support you. I'm going to see it but then she was also very very terrified and I had one friend that went without me and saw it and they had to leave because they got too scared to finish it and I don't think they ever ended up finishing it (laughs) It, I I assume it's hard to watch it uh, for yourself or even your friends like as a movie as opposed to like this is my friend in the movie or this is me in the movie Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it might be interesting to watch your friend get decapitated I don't think many people can say they've seen that Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm just- <laughs> I actually, I think I have seen Trista decapitated in a film. <laughs> now that I think about it, uh, did you? Do you have a question, Trista? So, when you auditioned for Hereditary, was it a self tape or were you in the room? Um, it was an in-person audition with casting. Um, it was taped there, so um, the tape was then sent out to the producers and Ari, and then I had another call back, and that was also taped, and that was with casting, and then we had a director's meeting where I met Ari for the first time, and we just um, kind of read through everything again and got notes and stuff like that, but it was a very exciting experience. I did not think I got the part at all for some reason, um, which I always think is funny. Whenever I end up getting the part, I always think with the last audition, I'm like, oh, I bombed it. There's no way I'm getting it now. And then I ended up getting it, which is always a very exciting thing. Well, uh, before it comes out, you know, and you're on the poster and, and, and really uh, showcased a lot in the trailer and stuff, you know, what's that experience like? Because you really became, you know, a, a big um, part of the visual of the advertisements for it. Um, it was pretty wild. Um, I remember when they first started putting posters up, my friends were walking home from school one day. I wasn't there. I was, I think, in L.A. or something at the time. And they were walking home from school, and there's a movie theater on the way back. And they look at the movie theater, and there's, like, a two-story poster of my face. And they, like, FaceTime me immediately, and we're freaking out. And it's just, like, very weird because you're like, that's me. That's my face right there. And it's very weird. And a lot of the times I would be, like, walking by posters and stuff, and people just don't even notice because it's so out of context that they don't really make the connection, which I just think is really funny. Yeah. That's a weird question, but do do you collect any of that stuff, any of, like, the uh, the poster art or anything? Um, not too much, but my dad does. My dad has like a huge hereditary nice. poster. Yeah. That might be weird too, I guess. So if you go over to his house and he's got a big poster of you. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. You can autograph it though. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what was the reaction uh, from your father for the movie? Um, he really liked it. He loves horror um he was always trying to get me into horror as a kid and I was like not having it um but he really loved it um everyone in my family really loved it oh that's cool well do you know what uh, any of the movies he tried to get you to watch 
Um, Pet Cemetery was one. He and one. my sister and I were watching it. Um, and I left halfway through. Once the cat like came back alive, I was just too freaked out by it. I was like, no. I'm not having it. And I went in the other room and I was watching Scooby-Doo. But then anytime there was a really, really loud noise, I'd always peek out to be like, what is going on? And then like, I didn't sleep for a very long time because it freaked me out. And I still haven't gone back and watched it. I need to at some point, but I just been, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's in the past for me. You know, it's, it's scared me as a kid. I understand. Yeah. That's a good one though. I, I agree with your dad. It's a good one. You should watch it. Uh, Tristan, you have another question? Watching the film, I couldn't really ascertain uh, where you guys shot. Oh, uh, where did you shoot? Is the question. <laughs> um, we um, filmed in Utah, so all of the things that were filmed at the school were filmed in parks. No, not Park City, Salt Lake City. And then all of the things at the house um, were filmed in um, Park. Yeah, city words. Um, but yeah, we filmed in Utah. Um, it was off season, so there's like no one there, which was very nice. And it's a very beautiful place to film. And um, me and my friend, we ended up driving around and we found snow in the middle of June. And it snowed when I was there twice when we were filming in the summer, which is a very weird experience. But Utah's a very beautiful place, so it's really fun to film there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've never been to Utah myself either. So. Oh, what was it? Um, when did you know, like, acting was something you wanted to pursue? Um, I think the first time I really realized it was something I wanted to pursue was I was three and I saw Cats, a touring production in Tampa. And I turned to my mom afterwards and I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, I need to make this happen. Um, and then I started taking voice lessons and then eventually acting. But it was always something I wanted to do, and it was always something that was on my radar. I think the first time I really had an interest in anything in the arts was I wanted to be the voice of Barbie because I watched so many Barbie movies as a kid. But it was always something I wanted to do, so I'm very happy that I got to do it. Yeah. Have you ever got to perform in Cats? No, sadly. Maybe I will one day, but I'm not much of a dancer, so who knows? <laughs> you missed the chance on the big movie last year. I know. It's a horror in its own right, too. So. <laughs> it is. I, I, I agree. I wasn't sure how you felt about the film version. but Yeah, it's, it's interesting. CGI can be a very hit or miss thing. Yes, yes. Uh, there's a lot of questions here on the Facebook page. Uh, John Dugan, our friend John Dugan from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he wants to know uh, uh, about winning the Tony Award. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Um, so um, because of Matilda, I, me and the other Matildas were awarded a Tony Honor for Excellence in Theater, which is very wild. And I don't think I realized how big of a deal it was until I was much older because I was 10 at the time. So when you're 10, you're just like, oh, this is just a fun thing. But it was the first trophy I ever won. So um, it was very exciting. And I, it's just like a wonderful thing. And I'm so lucky to have been a part of it. Along those lines, I forget, uh, I saw it earlier in another post. But anyway, someone asked, uh, um, when people were talking about Hereditary being up for Oscars, like, uh, what was that experience like? And do you think, uh, I, can't, I can't say do you think it should have been because you're in the movie. That's a weird question. But Yeah, it was very wild. I think Ari's a great director. So I think eventually he will definitely win an Oscar for something. Um, but it was very weird. A lot of people would be like, 
um, do you think Hereditary is going to get an Oscar? Like, what's going on with that? And I'm like, I have no idea, so I can't tell you. Um, but I think Hereditary is a great film. I think Midsommar is a great film. Ari just is, creates very good things. So I'm excited to see what happens for him in the future. What's up? This is James D. Lamont from It Came From The Flyweight Productions inviting you to listen to Culture Shock every second Monday right here on WithoutYourHead.com. When it when it when Hereditary was out and it really started to do well and people like I said when I opened the show, uh, people did start calling it right away a modern you know horror classic. You know, um, what, you know what what was going through your mind? Like, hey, I'm in this movie that you know is probably going to be something people remember for a long time. I think it's weird because I feel like because I'm in it, I have such a bias towards it where I'm like, yeah, of course it's a good movie. But then other people are like, yeah, it's a really good movie, and I'm like, you're right there. Um, so I'm excited to see how well, um, it stays in the public eye or in people's minds. I know, uh, there's a lot of people that have hereditary tattoos, which I just think is very oh, wow. cool. So, um, any, any of your character? Yeah. There's actually a few people that have my face as a tattoo, which is a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. You were thinking seeing the posters weird, but if you walk up to somebody and they got your face right there, it's even <laughs> stranger, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting thing that not a lot of people can say, <laughs> that someone has a tattoo of them. Yeah, that's very cool. And uh, oh, I did see that uh, you're doing your first uh, horror movie festival um, coming up. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be this year, but it's going to be next right. year. It's in Texas. I'm very excited for it. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully COVID will have a better situation then. And yeah. I would, I just always love meeting people. So I think it will be a very fun experience. Yeah. Now it's a Houston horror film festival. And uh, like you said, it's been rescheduled to June 25th through 27th. Uh, hopefully, you know what happens. We'll all see. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I like uh, con- conventions. I think you have a good time. Trista, do you have another question? I think it's so interesting to be transitioning from a child actor to an adult actor. And I'm wondering um, how you manage that and um, it, uh, if, if you feel like you're uh, being able to take on more mature roles. Um, that's a good question. Um, I just turned 18, so now I'm starting to get a lot more roles that are just 18 and up which is usually for a lot of horror a lot of things that are darker context i think it's very interesting it's definitely giving me a lot more opportunities to audition for a lot more things which i am very appreciative of um but it's also hard because i'm in college right now so i'm kind of stretched a bit thin but i always love being able to do a ton of different things so I think it's always a bit of a hard transition being known as being a child actor going into an adult actor, but I think it's a fun time. So I'm excited to see what happens next. When you say that about like offered some horror stuff, like are are you into doing more horror movies? And at the same time, do you want to like, are you ever apprehensive about like, I don't want to do like another role that's like, just like Charlie. I don't know if like, so I assume sometimes people would offer roles that are similar to to a role that that you're you know popular for. I'm always down for doing more horror. I would probably just not want to do a role that's very similar to Charlie, just because I love doing new things, mm-hmm. and I feel like it wouldn't be as much fun if I was doing a role that was similar to something I had done before. So I'm always down for horror as long as it's kind of a bit different. Um, 
but I love just playing a bunch of different roles in any genre, anything that's different or I haven't done before, I'm always excited about. Do you know any of the movies coming up uh, for the Airbnb uh, spooky movies you guys are going to be watching for Halloween? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll probably watch Midsummer because um, my friends love it. Um, two of my friends, it's actually their favorite film. So we'll probably watch a bunch of stuff like that. Maybe we'll watch some Saw. Um, you know, maybe Scream. That's always a good one. I'm not too sure what specifically, though. Very cool. I'm glad that they like Midsummer too. <laughs> I like Midsummer as well. And uh, if they ever were, it doesn't seem like a movie they would do a sequel to, Hereditary, but obviously Charlie would not be in it, I assume. Yeah, I remember at the rap party, we were making jokes that there was going to be a Hereditary 2 and everyone who died would miraculously not be dead and um, it would be very funny. Um, I think Gabe ended up saying something, yeah, your head's going to get screwed back on and it turns out it wasn't me that was burned in the corner. It was someone else and then it'll all be jazz hands and sunshine or something like that, which I just think is very funny. Uh-huh. Well, you could reprise the role though in this in in the musical uh, that yeah. I'm pushing here. <laughs> Gonna get to work on the script. Uh, Tristy, you have another question. I find a lot of uh, humor in Ari Aster's work uh, in both Hereditary and Midsummer, and often I feel like I'm the only person laughing. <laughs> um, I must have just like a deadpan, dark sense of humor. I'm wondering if you find any humor in either of those films. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of humor in just situations where you can't help but laugh because of like um, the intensity of the moment. Um, whenever I see Ari films, especially in New York, everyone is laughing, which I always think is very funny because you're hearing a bunch of people like screaming gasping but then there's also a lot of laughter which i think is a very good balance because you need a bit of everything to have a very entertaining movie interesting yeah maybe you're just you have the new york sense of humor Tristan. yeah so just coming from new york so oh, that makes, it makes sense yes. for explaining this to me millie <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see leslie marie wants uh she wants to know what's your favorite hobby interesting question um, interesting question. I would say my favorite hobby, which I do not do often enough, is paint weird Kermit paintings, like this one back here. Really? Oh, very cool. Right There's another one on my other wall. It's it's an addiction. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. That and playing ukulele, which I'm not very good at either, but I think it's very fun. I actually I bought a ukulele when I was in um, the Catskills in uh, in, in Woodstock because I thought it'd be cool. I, I bought a, a ukulele in Woodstock, but I've not learned to play it. It's something I probably should have done during uh, during the <laughs> pandemic here. It took some, do you have any <laughs> Do you have any recommendations on how to learn to play the ukulele? Um, it's actually pretty simple to learn. Um, the chords are fairly easy because it's a four stringed instrument. Um, and because the strings are not metal, it is not as painful to learn as guitar is. Um, yeah, you could, I would say how I learned is I picked like, a, like one or two songs that I really, really wanted to know how to play. And then I just learned the chords for them. And a lot of songs have very similar chords. So once you know, like four or five, you can play like a whole bunch of stuff. There's going to be a lot of ukulele in the hereditary musical. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a whole experience. Right. Yeah. 
and jazz hands. We need jazz hands, yeah. jazz hands yeah. Yeah, That's how we're going to get Gabriel Byrne involved. Right. <laughs> uh, by the way, what was Gabriel Byrne like? Gabriel's very nice. I didn't get to see him too, too much because we don't have too much together. But I remember I had a long conversation about with him about tea, which I always enjoy. I drink way too much tea. I'm very much a tea person. He was like, this is how you make a proper cup of tea. American tea sucks. And I'm like, all right, you got me there. <laughs> I will agree with that. Lipton is like what you get like everywhere. It's not good. It tastes like yeah. green beans in my opinion. Yeah. American tea is not the best. No. If you're going to like plain black tea, you want uh, English tea, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I always think is a very interesting thing. Like on the horror set, uh, I think it was when we were filming the funeral things, me and Alex and Gabe, we were having a whole conversation about tea for like an hour, which I just think is very funny. Uh-huh. Did he have it, besides just getting English tea, were there any, is there any uh, Gabriel Byrne tips, secret tips on uh, on tea drinking or brewing? Um, I think he said something about heating up the cup so it's the same temperature mm. and heating the milk, if I'm remembering. Yeah, he was, like, going on. It's, like, a whole process. And I'm like, mate, that's, like, great. I need to do that at some point. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking notes on this. I, I need to uh, <laughs> drink tea just like Gabriel Byrne. Uh Craig Lindbergh, uh, he wants to know your reaction to the fake-out that she meets with such a demise when the storyline seemed to make her character uh, like the main character to watch. Um, I think it was a very interesting approach. I definitely think it added a lot. Because um, if you think it wasn't expected, I loved that it wasn't expected. And um, that was always kind of the direction they were going for. Um, they didn't want any of it spoiled, which I thought was very interesting for horror because a lot of the time with horror movie trailers, you get a lot of the gore and a lot of the like big spoils. Like you don't know how it happened, but you know what happened. And I really loved that you kind of went in not really knowing what to expect. Yeah, I agree. And I like when I mentioned about uh, you being a lot of the the poster art and stuff. I think that adds to the surprise because you I think especially when I watched it the first time it's like you don't you know this character's not going to die already in the movie because you know it's probably the, the main uh, character and you and you um, like you said it's shocking and you and you at that point in time you're invested in the character so it's also you know heartbreaking and then you see everyone's reaction to it this is actually an interesting question Leslie wants to know what's your favorite scene in of hereditary that doesn't involve Charlie um, my favorite scene, I feel like probably the scene where Tony's in the car and you hear the click, which kind of involves um, Charlie, but the seance leading up to that, because you have all this pressure that doesn't really like get released, and so you're so anxious not really knowing what comes next, and then all of a sudden you hear that sound, and like every time I've seen it with other people, there's there's always like gasping, jumping, and it's like almost like the largest reaction out of any point of the movie, which is it's like such a small thing, but it always has like the largest reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, seance. Did you have you have any experience with that? Not really. Me and my friends, we've done the Ouija board thing before, but nothing really happened. I feel like everyone's probably done that. Just make sure you don't accidentally, like, summon a demon or something. Hasn't happened to me, so mm-hmm. I can't tell you how to not do it. But, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I haven't really had too much experience with the paranormal. I'm always down for it, though. So, like, if any ghosts want to hit me up, let me know. All right. Um, they can follow you on Instagram. Yeah. 
Yeah, via Instagram's good. <laughs> like whatever works best for you. Just let me know. Yeah. So try not to get decapitated and don't accidentally summon a demon. Those are two of the things we've learned. Yeah. Good PSAs. I like yeah. that it's accidentally because if that's your goal, I guess, you know, go yeah, for if it. it's the goal, then it like, all right, like have fun, do what you want, but like don't do it by accident. Like you got to have the intention there to make it worth it. I agree. Yeah. Uh, any more uh, questions, Trista? I'm sure you learned so much working on hereditary. I'm wondering, it might be a tricky question, but what do you think was the most profound lesson you got out of the experience? Oh, God, that is a very good question. Um, I just think I learned so much just about acting and, like, being on set. I think um, I learned a lot. It definitely, like, like led me to where I am now. Um, like, because now I'm in film, film school, not on the acting side, on the more making side. Oh, yeah. And I definitely wouldn't have even thought that was an idea without Hereditary and as I'm learning a lot, I realize I have a lot of just prior knowledge from being on set and like meeting all these like really talented people and like hearing them work. And so I think it was just like such a great learning experience that I just got so much knowledge and so many different things just by being there. Oh, when did that um, interest start to, to, you know, want to make movies? Um, it was definitely an interest I had for a while. I would usually make movies so I could be in them as a kid and a lot of like just random things with friends that I would do. And um, I never really thought it was something that I could seriously go into. And I was thinking about what I wanted to do for college and if I wanted to go. And I was like, I might just go for acting or something. And then Ari was like, what if you did film? And I was like, oh, I should try that. And like, it was just like until I heard someone say it, I didn't realize how much it was something that I was interested in because whenever I'm watching a movie, I'm like, oh, I probably would have done this differently or something like that. And so it was something that was always in the back of my mind, but I didn't realize it until someone said it, which I feel like is always kind of true. You don't really realize how interested you are in something until it's like, what if you actually did that? And you're like, oh, maybe I should do that. Well, it's nice that he's supportive. Uh, do, you, do you ever, uh, do you still stay in contact with Ari at all? Yeah, I try to stay in contact with him fairly often. He's always very busy. So, you know, whenever I see him, it's always very great. Now, what kind of stuff would you, uh, are you interested in making? I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of trying to figure out what my style is and what genre. I kind of just want to make as many different things as possible because then I can kind of figure out what I like doing. And I think that's why school is a great place to do that. Um, I can kind of make whatever I want and test a bunch of things out. Um, do you do you think? Uh, well, two questions. Being in, uh, being in, have the background in acting, do you think that helps you in um, learning to to make films? And do you think? Yeah, I know you just started, but anything you've learned on the side of filmmaking has that helped you as an actor? Um, I feel like I have a lot of help because I was an actor especially for on the directing side of things because a lot of directing is working with actors and having been an actor I kind of know where they're coming from and I know how I would approach things so I feel like I got in a way a leg up in that situation and um, I feel like being like learning a bit more about like the film side of things like it's helped a bit with acting I'm not sure too much yet but um, I'm excited to see what I can learn from both sides. 
I mentioned earlier about the the film festival coming up, and I saw you gave out an award on a um, on a, on a, a virtual festival recently. So, is that something you've like uh, started to get involved in, like the horror community? Um, I love the horror community. Everyone in the community is very nice, and I love meeting people in the community. I'm always involved whenever I can. Um, I would love to be involved more. I think it's just like such a great community. I feel like everyone that is interested in horror is so nice, which is always very refreshing. But um, yeah, maybe I'll be more involved at some point, but I'm always down for involvement. Um, have you watched any recent horror movies that you like? Oh God, I'm trying to think of what I've seen recently. Oh, I just watched, I'm thinking of ending things, which is more of a thriller than a horror. I watched it with a friend. <laughs> we were both very confused. I feel like Tony's in that one too. So that was very cool to see her in a different role. Um, but it is a very wild movie and I was very lost for most of it, which I always love. And I was like trying to be like me and my friend, we were both making theories about what was happening. We're like, what if it's this? And um, trying to figure out what was going on. But I thought it was a very good movie. The book's kind of like that, too, where you're kind of mm -hmm. like, this can't be happening. How can this be? And things like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the movie yet, though. Mm -hmm. Are you working on anything currently? Um, not too, too much right now. I'm working on a short film with one of my friends, more on the directing side that we're starting to put together. So that is going to be fun. I was just in a short film called Monkey Bars. I'm not quite sure where you can watch it. Um, and then I may have stuff coming up in the future that I can't quite talk about yet. That's figuring out stuff for COVID reasons. So, you know, I'm, I'm always doing something. How has that changed the uh, plans for you this year? Uh, I mean, everyone's in the same boat, I guess. Um, I feel like it's changed a lot, especially because I am in college right now. So um, most of my classes are virtual. Um, a lot of the things that I kind of thought I was going to do, I can't really do anymore because of COVID. Um, and it's also hard with um, being an actor or filmmaker or anything right now because for sets you can only have a few people and you have to be very careful because of COVID and um, so trying to like find like a balance between doing the things that I like and like being safe is always like a thing that I think we're all kind of figuring out right now. Yeah. Um, for, for you, what do you think of the virtual classes? Um, I think they work well for me. I actually did virtual school for the last two years of high school. Um, I definitely enjoy in-person classes, um, but I'm very happy that they are still having classes at all, even in a virtual um, way, just because I don't think it's that safe for people to be going to in-person classes all the time right now. It's a very crazy time. We're still figuring everything out. So luckily my school's being very, very careful. We're getting tested every week and nobody's hanging out in big groups and everyone's wearing masks all the time. So we're trying to stay safe as we all are trying to right now. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, do you have another question? You mentioned that you're allergic to cats and dogs, so I'm wondering if you had any other sorts of pets. I have two dogs, actually, even though I am allergic to dogs. Really? Um, they are very wild. I miss them so, so much. Um, yeah, my dog, his name is Benjamin. He acts like a cat. 
he's very expressive. He has like different barks for anything he wants. So you can always tell exactly what he wants. <laughs> he's very cute though. My sister sends me pictures of them like every day, which I love. That's What's the cute. other one's name? Nellie. It's very similar to mine. I think my sister was just trying to discreetly name her dog after me, but she'll never admit it, so. <laughs> you don't mean fire ant pets, though? No, sadly I don't. One day, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and farm, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. <laughs> a little leash for him. Yeah, you know, like you do with ants. <laughs> right. I saw you also, yeah, you also did a Charlie Brown musical, which I found very interesting. Yeah, I was in that when I was in eighth grade, so it was a bit of a while ago. Um, it was very fun. I made one of my best friends there, Josh, um, but it was a very fun show to do. Were you, were you familiar with the, because uh, I grew up with Charlie Brown, so it kind of seems like, I don't know if people today know Charlie Brown. Like, did, did you know who he was? Like, I definitely knew Charlie Brown. I would always read the comics, so I had a... Um, I had a love for it, so it was very exciting for me to um, kind of bring characters from that to life by being in that show. Oh, very cool. You were Sally, I, be I believe. Yeah. Are there any clips of that anywhere, do you know? I think there are some on YouTube, but I'm not too sure. But there's probably some on YouTube. And they did a cast recording, which I is on iTunes. So if you ever want to listen to it, it's there. Yeah. Uh, uh, for the music of you and your sister, you know, where can people find that? Um, it's also on iTunes. So um, Apple Music, I think it's there. Um, iTunes, you can listen to all of the cast recordings I've been on on there um, if you ever want to. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Any plans to do any future things uh, with your sister music-wise? Um, I'm not too sure right now. We're both pretty busy, but I am working on some other music stuff with a friend. I'm not quite sure when that will be out or what um, we're, we're going to release stuff, but it's always very fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you gotta you got to work on the Hereditary uh, musical. With yeah, that's my next step, for sure. Right. I'll get in touch with you. for. <laughs> uh, Tris, do you have any more questions? Would you be interested in making a film that's a musical? Um, I think it would be very fun to do. I'm always down for that. I love musicals. So I would I always do too, actually. Yeah. Do you have a favorite musical? Oh God, I think my favorite musical at the moment is *Jagged Little Pill*, which is a musical that used the music of Alanis Morissette, which oh, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I actually got to see it right before um, COVID shut Broadway down, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I would say at the moment that's my favorite, but it changes all the time. Yeah, I actually I was not familiar with that. That actually sounds very good, and that's uh, you know, like uh, music I grew up with. Yeah, it's a very good show. How about uh, movie wise? Do you have a favorite music uh, musical film? Oh God, um, I love Little Shop of Horrors. I, I think that's a great musical movie. We were just talking about it in one of my classes the other day. Um, I just think it's a very fun movie and the musical is a lot sadder than the movie is the movie has a happy ending so that's yeah because i saw the i saw the musical uh, the first time i was in la when i was 16 and uh yeah it's a much uh spoiler word but spoiler alert, but the the plants win at the end and they even dropped like big vines on on the uh, on the people when i was there it was very cool but <laughs> yeah i guess i guess 
a lot of times uh, for movie uh, they want a happier ending in a movie. But. Yeah. But I definitely recommend if if anyone gets a chance to see Little Shop of Horrors. I love the movie, but uh, you know, seeing it live is a different experience. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a wonderful show to see live. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned the Instagram, but where where can people follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Millie Shapiro. You can follow me at TikTok at Millie Chaperoni. I'm on Twitter also as Millie Shapiro. And that's where you can find me. Feel free to follow me if you want. Um, I make subpar content on all of my <laughs> platforms. So look out for it. What the, I'm, I have to admit, I'm not, I know what TikTok is, but I'm not really familiar with it because mm-hmm. you know, I'm an old man. But So what kind of stuff do you put on the TikTok? Oh, God, that's a good question. A bunch of stuff. I kind of just do whatever I want. TikTok's a very fun app. Um, It's just a bunch of short videos. I would say that's what TikTok is. Um, It's a very fun app, though. There's a lot of, like, cool people and, like, like subcultures on TikTok that are really fun. So you can kind of find – everyone can find something for them, which I love about the app. Very good. I'll have to follow – I'll look up your TikToks here. I don't know if that's even how you say it, the TikTok. It's probably not, I'm sure. So, uh, would there ever, is there ever going to be a Matilda movie? I'm not sure. Um, hopefully. I think it's a, I love the musical. Um, I, it's a lot more similar to the book, which I always loved the book growing up. Um, it's a lot darker than the movie is. Um, so maybe that's why I liked it. Um, but um, hopefully there will be. I think it would be a good movie musical. Yeah. Very good. Well, this has been really fun to talk with you. Yeah, it's been great. And I hope I hope you get to see some cool movies for Halloween. Yes, I hope I oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't say I hope I don't get to. That would be very <laughs> yeah. hope I see some really bad movies. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that could be fun too. If Going on a Sharknado uh, marathon. Honestly, I've done that before at the beach. It's pretty fun. Honest. Sometimes we need like a not that great movie marathon. <laughs> true. Very true. Oh, very good. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to tell everybody out there before we let you go? Um. Stay safe and wear your mask, please. Um, and remember to vote. Please do that as well. Very important. I agree on. Uh, we all agree on all those things. And, uh, yeah. The mask Indeed. is important, and it's so easy. There's no reason to. Uh, yeah. To get all uh, crazy about it. So yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm trying to get a video right here. Ready. Uh, but anyway, it's been awesome to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I've had a, a great time. And uh, we're going to play a uh, yeah, video here. wish you all here. the best. Good luck with everything. Yes. Whoops. We're going to uh, close out with a video here from uh, Suze Lanier Bramlett, but just a couple quick things about Without Your Head. Uh, next week we'll be here with C.J. Graham, who is Jason Voorhees of Friday the 13th Part 6. Um, coming up October 18th, you can see Trista's UK TV premiere of her film Echoes of Fear, and that'll Yay. be on the Horror Channel. And a big thanks to all the people who have uh, donated to the website. Mike Fink, Stephen Simmons, Vic Schiavone, Brian Clutter, GoGo13, Nikhil Callahan, Peggy Small, James Lamont, and Stephen Butler. It helps pay for the site, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Millie. Thank you. Yes, again. thank you, Millie. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much for having me. Have a good one.
Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi. Susan Lanier Bramlett here, the original Brenda from West Cravens, the original Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, but right now I want to talk about voting. Um, this is a picture of my dad. Now, he was neither a loser or a sucker, as Trump has referred to our servicemen and women who sacrifice their lives daily to defend democracy. Like John McCain, my dad was caught captured and tortured in World War II, fighting a vicious dictator who killed millions of people. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had it with this current administration. I would love to have a president who represents decency, someone who doesn't lie, someone who's not afraid to show his tax returns, someone who believes in science, not just padding their own pocketbook, and someone who wants to unite the people, not divide them. I hope you're registered to vote. And please consider supporting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in this most important election of my lifetime and probably yours too. Biden-Harris 2020. Thank you. From ancient terrors to the search for modern day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They come at night, mostly. 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 Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They come at night.